0: On this week's episode of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, Elon Musk's online troll of short sellers becomes gloriously real. Tesla owners in one Norwegian city are being asked to help solve a crime. Elon's got big plans for Tesla's upcoming Berlin Gigafactory and more. happening friends welcome to ride the lightning the weekly tesla unofficial podcast number 258 for july 12th 2020 daisy the boxer puppy chilling out behind me just hanging out down there uh i am in an excellent mood this week i hope you are doing well because i got uh, the verdict on the paint da- well the, the damage to my car that i told you about towards the end of last week's show and as luck would have it i am now three for three as far as being saved by paint protection film. Thank you to Immaculate Reflections, who has my car right now, actually. He is going to be uh, doing the restorative paint protection film work. The paint is fine underneath. I somehow grazed the side of my you know, garage door entryway opening there just enough where it didn't go all the way through the, the paint protection film, which is very thin. I mean, it's not thick stuff, but it did not go through. He peeled it off. In fact, if you want to see the video of the, the peel back of the film, it's on my Instagram. I'm the same on Twitter and Instagram, DMC underscore Ryan. But I was so relieved because, uh, again, as I told you last week, this was a self-inflicted thing. I did this to myself and just felt terrible about it. Uh, so to To bring it over there, I'd been i been waiting all week. I'd just been like, okay, is it? I'm not going to find out for a week. Here's fingers crossed that the paint's okay, and uh, yeah, he peeled it back, and it was fine. It just saved me, and that's now the third time. So the first time was just a f- a fluke. Something had bounced in the road and hit and cut into the the gash the film on the bottom part of my uh, passenger door, front passenger door. So, replaced the film, all good, paint was fine. And then, when I had parked on the street at one point, for a brief time, somebody had gouged the, the across the back of my bumper, about like 10 inches, and it, with and it, thankfully, it didn't go through the, the paint, it did go through the film, but the film saved me there, that would have been paint damage as well. And now this, my own... <laughs> so I had somebody harm me, I had fluke and I had myself <laughs> inflicting damage. But very happy, very relieved. I my car is a rolling testimonial to the benefits of full body paint protection film. I mean, it can't protect against everything, certainly. It's not it's not armor per se in the literal sense, but it's it has saved me from I would have either had to have lived without this film. I would have had three paint damage spots and I would have either had to live with those spots on a car that is less than two years old or I would have had to pay and get it uh, all reblended. the paint uh, the multi-coat red paint all try to properly matched and re- redone and and that wouldn't have uh would have been I- that would not have been ideal either so this is not cheap paint protection film's not cheap but I would rather I'd rather pay for this and have original factory paint then uh, have to pay a lot as well instead for just new paint and, and paint, uh, cur- I should say, paint restoration and new paint. So anyway, uh, very thrilled about that. It's got me in a good mood today. Let me move on with, uh, speaking of just good mood, Elon Musk clearly in a good mood as well. Uh, the Tesla stock soaring again this week. I'll get to that in a second. But Elon turning the shorting of the stock into a, a troll, into a joke, the Tesla short shorts, like literal little shorts, cut off shorts <laughs> that you can wear, uh, that he's joked about for a long time of, oh, we're gonna we're gonna get some short shorts and send them to the short sellers. Well, they're real now and they're sold out. They sold out instantaneously. They are bright red with the, the little, little Tesla T logo, nice and subtle, down on the, the front corner of, of one side. But on the back, on the back of the shorts, it's got S3XY plastered in giant letters across the butt, across the back of the short shorts. The product description on the shop.tesla.com site reads... Celebrate summer with Tesla short shorts. Run like the wind or entertain like Liberace with our red satin and gold trim design. Relax poolside or lounge indoors year-round with our limited edition Tesla short shorts featuring our signature Tesla logo in front with sexy S3XY across the back. Enjoy exceptional comfort from the closing bell. Now, the closing bell reference there, of course, being a Wall Street stock reference for those short sellers who, by the way, have been absolutely immolated, just set on fire in recent weeks, burned to a crisp, and really this year overall, they have suffered a lot as well. Tesla's stock up huge again just this week, hitting a new all time high again over $1,500, it closed the week, $1,544.65, gaining $150 and change alone on Friday to close out the week, just incredible. Now, what made me laugh out loud, beyond the mere existence of these, as a product that you can buy on the Tesla store, is their price. They cost... $69 $69 and 420 cents, 69.420, 69.420 uh, just to add to the hilarity of the product description and the shorts themselves. Although at first I wasn't sure if that's, if they meant just $69 and 42 cents and we're just being cheeky about the the extra zero on the end for the 420 joke, or if it was actually $69 and 420 cents, meaning $73 and 20 cents. Uh, but it later came to, came to be clear that it was the former, the sixty-nine forty-two. Uh, regardless though, they crashed the Tesla web store. The online Tesla shop crashed, uh, when these went up and sold out very, very quickly. Now real quick, before I move on to more, shall we say, uh, Tesla vehicle centric Tesla news for the week in, in other joke, Tesla products becoming real news. Remember Tesla Kila from a while back? Well, Elon says about that quote coming soon. Our big battle with big tequila. It's real. So he's, I do not think he's joking. I believe we will actually get a real Tesla Kila product. Stay tuned for that. And it will go, that Tesla Kila will go great with your boring company, not a flamethrower, while you're in your backyard with your Tesla Kila, you're not a flamethrower, and your Tesla short shorts. You know, maybe best to not mix all three of those at the same time, particularly the booze and the flamethrower. Maybe those two in particular should not go, go well together. But anyway, uh, had a good laugh at that this week. And you know what? Quite frankly, as far as I'm concerned, I think Elon and Tesla, they deserve to have a, have a little chuckle with the shorts, uh, both the little shorts and at the short sellers because as I've talked about for years, years on this podcast, Tesla has endured an historic, I'm not exaggerating an historic campaign of misinformation, fear, uncertainty, and doubt that is meant to harm Tesla. These, these people that are shorting the stock are going to incredible, horrible means to try and bring the, bring the company down, whether, you know, through the stock, through misinformation, they, it's just been incredible. The misinformation campaign that's been waged against Tesla And it's a testament to the products, first and foremost, Uh, and and behind those products being the incredible hard work of everyone on the Tesla team. So I know a lot of Tesla employees listen to that, listening to this, I should say, and that success and those products are great because of those people. And so uh, Tesla has won. They have won out. They will not be brought down by these short sellers and they tried as hard as they possibly could I don't think those people could have tried harder to destroy this company and they uh, quite frankly they got what they deserved with the 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 billions of dollars that they've had to cover and that they have lost on on short selling that stock in such a malicious disgusting way so uh, but I don't want to make this about them and about negativity it's all positivity it's it's, again, it's a, it's kudos to the Tesla team and uh, to whoever actually put the, the short shorts together. I think that's hilarious. Uh, I love the product description. I see, if, if I had worked at, if I were working at Tesla, I would have been thrilled to write that product description. Like if they had, if somebody had come to my desk and said, hey Ryan, we're doing the short shorts, we need you to write the product description. Oh, I would have had a fun time with that. The, the whoever wrote it did a good job. They, and uh, I'm not complaining. They did a great job, but I'm just saying I would have relished that assignment. That, and I'm sure the person that did write it, it really, really enjoyed that assignment. So uh, there is that. Now, on to more vehicle-centric news. The Model 3 has taken home another trophy: the UK-based automotive website, Auto Trader. Has awarded their 2020 New Car of the Year award to the Model 3. I saw this story on Tesla t- uh, tip of the cap to them, and Tesla Rotti writes The Model 3 sedan beat out over 100 other cars to take the award, adding to the electric vehicle's extensive list of prizes that label it as the best car a person could buy. Auto Trader judges each car individually with a total of 16 different criteria, including space. Performance, reliability, durability, features, quality, looks, and cost, to name a few. Quote, it's a measure of how fast electric vehicles are going mainstream that this overall prize goes to a brand that builds nothing but EVs, said Auto Trader. Tesla, quote, has been at the forefront of driving acceptance for them while also building the infrastructure to make them viable. A tech company as much as it is a car manufacturer, Tesla has shown huge ambition, this prize confirming it's got the broader talent to show more established manufacturers how it should be done, end quote. Here's a quick clip from one of the editors at Autotrader explaining the award.
1: So this is a car that becomes all things to all drivers. If you want to drive it quietly and slowly, you can do that. If you want to head down to Santa Pod and win a drag race, you can do that too. If you want to hang the back end down on a greasy roundabout in Milton Keynes, don't do that. And also, don't get me started on the fact that the car can drive itself. Honestly, the autopilot and the full self-drive modes make every other car with lane keeping assist or adaptive cruise control look like stone age technology. Honestly. There's more to discuss, of course, and obviously the Model 3 isn't gonna be everyone's cup of tea, but the three things that I've just pointed out are three areas that I personally find important. And there's no question that the Model 3 excels in those areas. It's mind boggling to think that a new car company can come up with a vehicle that is frankly, as good as this in the face of some very stiff competition. So in answer to my question, does the Model 3 deserve to be called new car of the year 2020? Not voted for me or by auto trader, but by the auto trader using public? I've got to say, yeah.
0: Well-deserved, Tesla, well-deserved, and I hope the Model 3 team has been enjoying their victory lap because they deserve it. They absolutely deserve it, and I think you're going to be seeing this happening a lot more in the coming couple of years with the Model Y as well, and also I think it will be really interesting to see if the Cybertruck ends up taking home any trophies, given how polarizing that vehicle is, but... If you notice, even outside the Tesla community, certainly within it, but even outside it, it seems like the more people are exposed to it and start to learn about it, people's opinions shift just as all of, uh, well, many of ours did, myself included, from hating it at first to, oh no, actually, you know what, I love this thing now. So I am curious to see in a couple of years how the Cybertruck fares on the uh, on the award circuit. Now, how about this? How about this for a a scenario? Fast forward 2022. How about Tesla sweeps the Motor Trend Awards that year? In 2022, Cybertruck winning Truck of the Year and Car of the Year going to the Tesla Roadster. That is a day I look forward to. And you know what? It could happen. It could absolutely happen. Next this week, uh, quite the pivot here. Tesla owners in a Norwegian city are being asked to help police investigate what they believe to be an attempted murder of the city's mayor. Uh, so the city, this comes, and I'm, I need to apologize in advance here. I'm going to do my best to pronounce all of this, but there is a very high probability that I'm going to badly mispronounce some of this. I, I will do my best. So the the credit here goes to the publication Dagbladet, Again, I think I probably got that wrong. Uh, tip of the cap as well. I saw this on the Tesla Motors Reddit, and I also want to thank Google Translate for their help with this one too. I've tried to clean up the Google Translate text here. Anyway, so the, the rough translation from Dagbladet says this, Police went out to a fire between a garage and a house in the city of Sandefjord. The smell of gasoline and flames on the ground outside the house caused Arson to be quickly suspected. The house turned out to be the mayor's and is being investigated as an attempted murder. Mayor Bjorn Ol uh, or Ole, I'm not sure OLE, uh, Gaditch in in uh, Sandefjord escaped the terror, so thankfully the mayor's okay. According to Sandefjord's blod, which uh, I believe is a local publication, police are now calling for Tesla owners who may have had their car parked in the area around the mayor's home Sunday night to uh, this in the hopes that the cars may have video footage that may be of interest to the police. So that's, that's the end of the story for now. Uh, And I'll tell you while I, while I hope that there is a Tesla out there that might have some century mode footage to help the police catch the suspect, Unfortunately, as we know, as Tesla owners, sentry mode only triggers when something in proximity triggers it. So that means it's probably pretty unlikely that any Teslas may have picked up anything, uh, even though there are a lot of them in Norway. And I think that's one reason the police made this request of the community. Now, uh, I think in order for any Tesla to be of use, the suspect probably would have had to have walked or ran right by one, and then that would have triggered, and if Sentry mode had been activated, that would have triggered Sentry, and they would have a recording. So that may have happened. That is possible. Hopefully it did, but I did want to, I wanted to pass this story along because I just thought it was fascinating, and quite frankly, I mean, really cool, not, not to make light of, of the crime that is, that is, uh, accused here, that is, that that, that appears to have occurred. I'm I'm not trying to make light of that, but I think it's cool that a, that a government is thinking about Tesla's as a helpful crime solving tool that I find very cool. Now, if you are curious by chance, and as I move to the next story here, what Elon Musk plans to do with his many billions of dollars as he attains not only more of his stock tranches as part of his compensation package with Tesla, but he, I mean, he already has uh, what twenty something percent of the company, I believe it is, and his stock has gone up tremendously in <laughs> not just this week but this year. Uh, well, he addressed that on Twitter this week. He addressed what he plans to do with his fortune. He said, "Quote: The long-term purpose of my Tesla stock is to help make life multiplanetary to ensure its continuance." The massive capital needs are in 10 to 20 years. By then, if we're fortunate, Tesla's goal of accelerating sustainable energy and autonomy will be mostly accomplished. "End quote." Well, uh, I'm no investment expert, certainly, but if Elon is going to hang on to the Tesla stock for a while, well, then he clearly believes it's going to pay off much, much bigger than even the $1,500 new all-time high that it's at right now. Uh, it's it's going to be an interesting ride for the next 10 to 20 years to, to use Elon's time frame there. I, I, think, uh, I think about this sometimes. This period we're living in now, as far as Tesla goes and we as Tesla fans and Tesla owners, many, many books are going to be written about Tesla in the, in the coming decades And I'd say, give it a good maybe 20 years at the most, probably. Give it a good 20 years, and I'm sure we're going to see a major motion picture biopic about Elon Musk. The question is, what hot young future actor that's... In grade school today <laughs> is is gonna play Elon in that movie. You know they'll probably get some you know uh, some up and coming twenty five year old actor to play young Elon Musk in that film, and that that actor is probably in grade school right now. So <laughs> that somebody's out there in like second or third grade right now. Who knows that'll play Elon Musk in a future biopic. Uh, in other Elon Twitter news, it would seem that Mr. Musk has big plans for Gigafactory 4, aka Giga Berlin. Elon replying to a comment about, uh, well, it's just about about a German company, actually it was a Swedish, it's Volvo, registering a Tesla Model Y in order to reverse engineer it. And Elon replied to this to say, Berlin Model Y is the one to watch that is a revolution in automotive body engineering, and in parentheses, finally. So that's pretty cool. That uh, the the you know the Elon's talked for a while now. There's the the two-piece casting for the rear assembly part of the car, uh, the Model Y, and that the plan is they're they're installing a new giant press in Fremont now that will do that whole piece in a single one, the whole rear part of the car in a single casting single piece. So, uh, it sounds like the next they're going to continue to re-engineer the model Y and they're going to be doing, they're going to take that even further when they start building the European version at Giga Berlin, which is due to come online by the end of 2021 or so. So that's, That's really cool to see. And remember, Elon's also talked about the having a better paint shop, a more an advanced paint shop at Giga Berlin too. So, um, we've seen this before. Of course, this shouldn't come as a surprise. Giga Shanghai, uh, which Tesla has talked about, Elon's talked about, takes a lot of learnings from, from, I mean, the thing is Fremont is kind of a Frankenstein as far as production goes for Tesla. Because they've, they've learned as they've gone and they've reconfigured the factory as best they can as they've gone. But as they've built these new facilities, they've been able to apply what they've learned to building it a lot more efficiently right from the get-go. And we've, we've seen that with the Giga Shanghai facility that's building 3s now and will be building Model Ys next year for China. And that is going to happen again with Giga Berlin, where they're going to, again, try to make a more advanced, more efficient, smarter factory. And I presume that those lessons will roll straight into Giga 5, whether it's in Austin or Tulsa, for, although, granted, the Cyber Truck's going to be its own beast from a manufacturing and, and assembly perspective. But remember that Giga 5 let's just let's just say Austin for now, Giga Austin until we're proven otherwise, that Giga Austin, it's not just going to build Cybertrucks, they're going to do Model Ys there as well for the eastern half of the United States. So again, all of these learnings and lessons are being rolled into each successive new factory project, which is really, really cool. Now on the subject of Giga Berlin, Elon was also asked uh, by a Twitter user, Model Y is still too big for some cities in Europe. What about a smaller European-style hatchback? To which Elon responded, it's probably a good idea, or excuse me, he said it's probably a good one to design and engineer in Germany. So remember that the intention as part of Giga Berlin is to have a design center there as well, and it seems that Elon's already thinking about projects that that German design team will undertake. So, uh, could it be that, that hatchback design, that sketch that we saw posted as part of the Giga Shanghai, uh, job, job openings? Would it be something new? I can't imagine that they would have two small hatch, hatchback style cars in just two different ones at all. I think you'd make one for whichever parts of the world it made sense in, I, I, I don't think those markets... I, I doubt they'd be different enough to warrant two completely different hatchbacks like that, but in any case, it sounds like that car could end up coming out of Germany, and hopefully it'll be sold in the United States as well should uh, Tesla indeed build it at Giga Berlin. All right, moving on here. Here's uh It's not a review per se, but a Model Y analysis of sorts. I hesitate to use review because it's not really a comprehensive analysis, but uh, a new a new Model Y walkthrough and, and sort of review from an, a bit of an unlikely source this week. Stand-up comedian Tom Segura, who I adore. I think his stand-up comedy is absolutely hilarious. He's one of my favorite stand-up comics right now. Here is Tom Segura, a little a little clip, just a little slice of his video talking about his experience with the Model Y.
2: So today I got to drive the all new Model Y from Tesla. These start at 52,000, which is not cheap, but it's a pretty incredible product. It really is an experience. Like these are an experience. Deceptively, extraordinarily fast. Like you cannot believe that you're going this fast and uh, you don't hear it. This has an all-glass roof, which is a a cool feature. And if you're familiar with Teslas, you know that like technologically pretty advanced. (coughs) There is no key. Your phone is the key. So you know how you always leave your house and you grab your phone and your wallet and your key? That's it, your phone. So you walk up and you can open the door. The car starts because you have your phone on you. The self-driving is is unbelievable even the little details like with air conditioning you just touch that massive what looks like an oversized ipad and with your hand you just kind of stretch and open like you're looking at a photo on a on a on an ipad that's how you make the air conditioning uh, point up or down and it's just little details like that where you're like you know i'm not used to seeing this in any other car you can't help but think like you're in the, the future when you're driving these. If you don't have one, you're like, I know I'm going to be in something like this at some point.
0: So what I think is pretty cool about that is is just the fact that Tom Segura is a, he's not a car reviewer, he's a, he's a comic. So the people watching his channel m- might not be plugged into Motor Trend or Car and Driver or the Tesla community. So I think it's, it's exposing the Tesla and the Y- to some people that that might not have normally thought to look for it, and maybe seeing it, you know, seeing a stand-up comic that they like doing a video that, about the Model Y will will cause them to look into it. So I think that's a, that's a good publicity for Tesla there. Now, if you want to see the rest of that video, which I need to warn you, gets pretty not safe for work. You can go to Tom Segura's YouTube channel. Just search Tom Segura, and you'll find it. Uh, his last name is spelled S E G U R A. As I said, he is one of my absolute favorite stand-up comics right now. He's got a few specials on Netflix if you want to check him out. But again, fair warning, please don't email me if you watch. And (laughs) if you get offended, Yeah, maybe uh, just take that warning. It's it's definitely on the edgier side of, of comedy, I would say, in my humble opinion. But in any case, I thought that was pretty cool. Now, finally this week, before I move on to the Ride the Lightning Hotline... Two quick programming notes to let you uh, to let you know about here: Tesla's Q2 earnings call, which is a big one because if they're profitable, as I've said, it means they go onto the S&P 500 of the stock market. So that this is a big one, uh, and that will be on July 22nd, and then Battery Day plus shareholder meeting. That combo. That has been pushed one week from the September 15th that Elon mentioned to September 22nd, which is just a couple days after my birthday. Not that it matters to anybody, but... So, anyway, uh, look for my usual highlight clips and analysis episode from the earnings call. So that's going to be in two shows from now, episode 260. And then with any luck, maybe I can find a way to physically attend the battery day, I would love to see it because, as, as I've, I've mentioned it a week or so ago, the last time Elon had brought it up, he mentioned the that it was important to him to have an in-person event and not just a webcast. So I wonder, with the Roadrunner project, battery project, I talked about last week, there might be, I wonder, if there could be a Plaid Model S at Battery Day, maybe even with test rides in it, around the the Tesla test track. So uh, I'm going to see what I can do to attend that since I'm so fortunate that the Tesla factory is right here in my own backyard, so to speak. That is everything I've got for you as far as Tesla news this week. But again, stick with me. Lots of your great phone calls, a lot of great discussion topics coming up right after this.
3: This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117. You're listening to Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast. You know, that Cybertruck looks a lot like a warthog, doesn't it? Master Chief, out.
0: All July long, Ride the Lightning is brought to you by Connect Coolers, perfect for summertime here. It is the only hard cooler custom designed to fit your Model 3. It fits perfectly right in the rear trunk well and it's perfect for road trips, heading to the beach and everything in between. It features a Tesla inspired design with responsive handles and thicker insulation than industry standards for superior thermal performance. It's made in the USA and connects ships for free anywhere in the US or Canada. You can be one of the first to get it and also lock in a discount of up to 20% when you visit cnctcoolers.com to pre-order. That's $60 off. Head on over to cnctcoolers.com now before the special pre-order price expires. That's cnctcoolers.com. time for the ride the lightning hotline you can call in anytime one of two easy ways either use your smartphone's built-in voice recording software record your question please try to keep it to 90 seconds or less and then email that file to me at teslapodcast at gmail.com alternatively you can call and dial in via either the phone or skype to 1-888-989-8752 again that's one 888 989 T-S-L-A. That is the Ride the Lightning hotline provided by my friends at lifeonrecord.com. If you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special. The recordings can be podcasted or put onto a keepsake. Visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more. Justin from Vancouver, Washington is up first this week. Justin, welcome to the podcast.
4: Hey, Ryan, this is Justin from Vancouver, Washington. Got a question for you. I was wondering if Tesla could take advantage of a cloud-based gaming service like Steam, Play Anywhere, Google Stadia. I think it would be great. I've been a fan of you at IGN before the Tesla days, and I know that you have the right connections in both the video game industry and Tesla to maybe maybe uh, make this happen. So please let me know. Thank you.
0: Justin, thanks for calling in. And yes, I am 100% with you on this. It is the most practical way to go given the car's cellular connections. Now, realistically, I don't think it's gonna happen until the nationwide 5G rollout is complete and Tesla makes the switch to putting 5G chips in all the cars. It actually took a while after 4G slash LTE was everywhere before Tesla switched over from 3G to 4G in the cars. But anyway, uh, yeah, video games keep coming up. Either from Elon himself suggesting them, he's mentioned Minecraft and Grand Theft Auto fairly recently, or from fans suggesting them, or of course Tesla actually adding them to the car. The reality is that the modern games are way too big, file size-wise for Tesla to really put any of them locally in the cars. Thus, Stadia or Microsoft xCloud, I think are the most practical way to go. And I think there's a good chance that it will happen. Elon does love games, but realistically, I do think it's gonna have to wait for 5G, which which is fine really because, in my humble opinion anyway, as a professional in the, the video game world, both stadia and xcloud are still very much in their infant stages anyway by the time 5g is ready those services will probably have matured too thanks so much for calling andre in virginia is a new model y owner go ahead andre
5: hey ryan it's andre in virginia and i've had my red model y for about three weeks now and just totally totally loving it and uh, i even listened to that coldplay song um, that you recommended uh, to play when you get your, your car. And I did that the day I picked up my car <laughs> for the first drive. Um, thank you for, for all the, the, the work and time you put into the podcast. And um, thank you for speaking on the, the, you know, on life, you know, the, the politics and whatnot of, of what we've had to go through recently and not to shy away from it because you know, it's not just all about fun. We, you know, this is life. And you know just thank you for 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 doing that for, for all for everyone that appreciates it like me um I'm calling to kind of piggyback off of the person that kind of that that wanted a um a button like an actual button or another button to to access the glove box and I didn't want that initially and i really i'm not i don't want it that much but I'm wondering if Tesla could uh give the option to replace or to reconfigure the seat heater buttons because, you know, in the summertime and, on you know, on, on your coast and, and on your area, people hardly use a seat heater button and it would be nice to reconfigure, um, you know, put another option there like glove box and what have you and, you know, whatever else, like just those two. And I say just, sparingly because I, I can appreciate what goes into the coding just to do something like that. Um, thank you for, for what, you, what you've been doing and you know, have fun driving, thanks.
0: Andre, thank you for the kind words and congratulations on your new Model Y. I could not agree with you more on wanting customizable shortcut buttons on that bottom home row of fixed icons on the screen. I'm with you. I would be happy to have the seat heater buttons buried in the HVAC menu, which is where they also do live in addition to that bottom row. Uh, I appreciate that you already acknowledged the coding challenge, but I would also like to add that it, it may very well be a philosophical debate within Tesla, too. There's a fine line between having a consistent UI experience for your customers, particularly in a car. So there are safety issues to consider that there really aren't in a phone. Uh, But there, you know, there's a fine line between the consistent UI experience in a car for your customers and letting those customers customize that car how they want to. But, you know, because like I said, it's it's really no different than, than customizing the arrangement and placement of your app icons on your phone. So here's hoping Tesla hears you and considers this as the time goes by if they're not already doing so. I don't use the seat heaters often enough to warrant them having such prime and permanent real estate on my screen either for, <laughs> for whatever it's worth. Michael from Mountain View is next. Go ahead, Michael.
6: Hey Ryan, it's Michael from Mountain View, California. And I had a Cybertruck-related question that I wanted to open up to the Ride the Lightning hotline and hopefully maybe you could give your insight on it as well. My wife and I were thinking about that tri-motor variant of the Cybertruck and with our experience with our Model Y, it seems like 500 miles would take a long time to supercharge to near full or at least 80% in general. We're thinking since the Tesla Semi has a roughly the same range as the Cybertruck, maybe Tesla could offer two ports, one for kilowatt-hour charging and one for megawatt-hour charging. That way, Cybertruck owners with the tri-motor variant could probably charge quicker, and then maybe the dual-motor and standard-range Cybertrucks could just have that single plug on the left side that most Teslas have. Looking forward to your response. Thank you very much, and have a great day.
0: Hey Michael, well first, the range may be the same on the Semi and the Cybertruck, but the battery sizes and thus the charging needs are very, very different. The Semi truck is rumored to have a one megawatt hour battery or a thousand kilowatt hours. The Cybertruck is likely, this is my guess, to be around 150 or so. It's gonna take a lot longer to recharge the Semi, obviously hence the need for the mega charger. Nevertheless, uh, as a future Roadster owner, I am as eager as you future Cybertruck owners out there to see exactly what Elon and Tesla are cooking up for V4 supercharging. Thanks so much, Michael. Dan from Toronto is next with a feature request. Go ahead, Dan. Hi
4: Ryan, it's Dan from Toronto. I have a feature request I wanted to share. I've been researching
0: installing a Tesla wall connector at my home. Unfortunately, at the best place to put it, it would be visible and accessible by the public. One option would be to install a NEMA 1450 outlet instead and secure it in a locked enclosure. However, I think the best solution would be if the wall connector could be programmed to only charge my car, charge only during certain times, and only charge if activated via the Tesla mobile app, now that the wall connector has Wi-Fi access. Being able to control who may use the charger would be a great feature. Thanks, and love the podcast. Thank you, Dan. I totally agree with you on this. And I feel like another listener might have mentioned something along similar lines when the topic of the new Wi-Fi-enabled V3 wall connector came up, maybe a month or two back, but yeah, app access locking it to your car setting charging hours and i'd even add maybe using that wi-fi connection to password protect access to the charger so that you'd have to input the password to that charger in order to use it right in the car's interface cheers to you dan let's go to phoenix and talk to tom who unfortunately had a uh, not so great road trip experience tom go ahead
7: Hi Ryan, this is Tom from Phoenix. First time caller, long time listener. Uh, I'm calling to to ask for help. Um, So recently my 12 volt battery warning came out of my car and I made a mobile request for July 7th. In the meantime, I was planning a five day road trip to the big five national parks in Utah which I took. Uh, On the last day I um, ended up getting locked out of my car including my wallet and my glove box. With emergency roadside assistance, I ended up actually getting stranded out in the National Park in 90 degree heat with limited water and resources. I um, was able to open the glove box with help from my wife and end up making it back uh, okay after a long, long couple days. But um, I think it's really important to have a feature update so when the 12 volt battery dies it opens up the glove box just like it, it does with uh, an accident. Um, but I've got a Model X sitting in my garage, and my Model 3 is still sitting in Salt Lake City with no uh, ETA, and when I'll get it back. But I really appreciate what you do, and um, man, I just hope to get a Tesla Model 3 back, back in a national park. Uh, Take care. Happy 4th. All is well. Tom, I am so
0: sorry to hear this story. I completely agree with you that the unlocking the glove box in the event of a 12-volt battery failure would be a smart move. Because as you stated, they already do it for a good reason in the event of a detected accident. So uh, I'm happy to put it out there in the hopes that somebody from Tesla hears this. Also, I think the lesson here, and I sincerely, I don't mean to make light of your situation, but I think a, a lesson is to travel very carefully and ideally as locally as possible if you ever receive the 12 volt battery warning. Uh, just until you're able to get it replaced by Tesla service, because we've seen this. I mean, it's I, I had it. I was I was incredibly lucky that uh, mine went presumably as a result of the hardware three upgrade and the fact that the they were you know they had my car at the service center just on and but sitting there uh, sort of you know not under normal circumstances and and I got the warning at the service center when i went to pick the car up so i just said hey 12 volt battery warning and they took it right back and replaced it right away so i I was lucky that it happened it it literally is in the best possible place it could have which was at the service center but yeah it's uh it is clearly not a thing to be uh to be taken lightly and not again not that you did you know you just had no way of knowing but that's um, i'm reading more and more of these stories within the tesla community that that the 12 volt battery thing is uh is very much something to watch out for. I'm glad you got a Model X loaner, at least. Rich in Seattle is up next. Uh, go ahead, Rich.
4: Hey, Ryan. This is Rich Town calling. How are you doing, buddy? Hey, just wanted to uh, comment on your um, uh, J.D. Powers comment. Um, I spent way too much time studying this. and Just, uh, just a couple clarifications. I, it doesn't affect your point. But obviously, Testament needs a better job, but there is some misrepresentation. When they talk about problems, they actually mean any kind of issue, uh, just to be clear. and For instance, if you have a question about how the radio works or how the anything works, that's called a whole issue. So they grade a paint problem the same as a question. Uh, I think the second thing is on that thing is they don't tell you what's statistically significant. So if you look at the the rankings, they're super close together, and you dig deeply into it, but what they'll tell you is quality improved you know, the kind we think about so much in the last, well, I don't know, 20 years, that they're basically mainly counting defects. And most of the defects are actually, if you read the survey, have to do with the home entertainment system. So cars like Hyundai do really well because they don't have a home entertainment, they don't have a car entertainment system. So just so you understand what the ratings are, not to disagree with your major point. Talk to you soon, bye.
0: That is interesting, Rich. Thank you very much for that additional context. As you said, it still doesn't change my point, I do still very much believe that Tesla has real work to do in the build quality and fit and finish department, and quite frankly, the service department as well. But it's good to know that a lot of what caused them to bomb out on the J.D. Power initial quality rankings was just questions about how the car works, since it is a. I mean, if we we all know this. It's a paradigm shift from anything that people have driven before. So, uh, a few other folks called in about this too. So, thank you to everybody who chimed in on that particular topic. Let me go to Brent in Prosper, Texas. Next, go ahead, Brent.
3: Hey, Ryan. Brent, out of Prosper, Texas. I have two things. One. Uh, The side repeater cameras, uh, the new updates that came out, uh, they are very neat and useful. But the way I've found it, unless you can tell me otherwise, you have to manually turn them on when you put the car in reverse. So it would be nice every time you put the car in reverse, they just automatically come up. It seems kind of a nuisance that you have to turn them on uh, manually or hit that little cone button at the bottom of the screen. Uh, of the of the camera screen. Uh, riding riding with them right now on is very nice to have. You can see both sides clearly. It's, uh, it's a nice feature, but like I said, reverse, it would be nice that they automatically come on. Second thing is uh, the dash cam viewer for the century mode. Maybe I missed it. Maybe I don't know how to do it, but it does not seem to be on the Model X. We have a 2019 Model X and the dash cam viewer is not there Uh, if i'm doing something wrong please let me know and if not when do you think they will do a software update so the model x can have the dash cam viewer where you can look at the Sentry mode event on the screen thanks a lot appreciate the hard work keep it up take care
0: i'm hoping i can help you here brent first with regard to the repeater cameras the car should remember the last setting that you had for them. So, if you tap that little arrow to turn on the repeater cam view from the backup camera screen, it should stay there until you touch that arrow again to put them away. Second, you should definitely have the dash cam viewer. Tap the dash cam icon on the top row of the home screen, and it should give you a drop down to let you select it make sure that your pure Tesla drive or whatever you're using isn't full because I've actually run into that. It won't record anything else when the storage is full and it doesn't even it doesn't tell you that the storage is full. So I do hope that helps. Thanks so much for calling in. A couple more calls this week. Let me go out to the UK and talk to Rob.
8: Rob Borley here, calling from the UK. First time caller. Been listening since episode 200, since you had uh, Elon Musk on. Can't wait for you to get him on again. And I'm absolutely loving the Model 3. It's the best car I've ever had by a long chalk. Absolutely love it. Um, love the way it updates over the air. Um, regular updates, improving the whole experience. And one of the things that I'd love to see is uh, I've got the Model 3 performance, and it's uh, it's incredibly quick. Um, in fact, you know, most of the time I would say it's too quick for me, and I'm you know using chill mode quite a lot. But I kind of thinking that there'd be great to have a, a mode in between, a driving mode in between chill mode and sport, something that's um, a bit more dynamic than chill, but less aggressive than uh, the sport mode, that'd be fantastic. And, uh, and a toggle, perhaps, you know, next to the uh, speedo, so you don't have to delve into that menu to uh, to change driving mode. So yeah, so I guess my question is, you know, is there a way of um, requesting, a formal way of requesting these um, improvements? And, you know, something like, uh, you know, people put in requests and they get scored with the number of people that are asking for it. I don't know, have never seen it on the website, so, um, or in the app. So yeah, that's what I was wondering. Uh, keep up the good work and uh, hopefully send a message in again. Cheers, bye.
0: Hey, Rob. Well, hilariously, there is no official Tesla feedback mechanism. The best way to get your idea heard is to tweet the CEO, to tweet Elon Musk, which is kind of like raising your hand in a room with Elon in it, but also 32 million other people that follow Elon on Twitter and hoping that Elon sees you amongst all the hands raised. I mean, there are clearly more effective and efficient ways of doing it. And I'll tell you, if I work there, that would be right on near the top of my to-do list. But anyway, as to your request... I think you're basically requesting a dual motor non-performance mode, just like the regular long range non-performance dual motor version, which by the way, the car could hundred percent be set to it would just be a matter of dialing the motors back via software, just like with chill mode. So, Hey, it's a good idea. And one that hopefully Tesla will take into account. Finally this week, Kevin from South Carolina is a soon-to-be Tesla owner. Let me see if I can help him out. Go ahead, Kevin.
3: Hi, Ryan. This is Kevin calling from South Carolina, a longtime listener of you on Unlocked and a future Tesla owner as I'm getting ready to order my Model 3. Um, I had a question, when I'm looking at the differences between the Model 3 Performance and the Model 3 Long Range Dual Motor, I noticed that there was an acceleration upgrade available for the Long Range Dual Motor. How does this compare to the Performance Model, and what are your recommendations, thinking about those two options? Thanks again for a great podcast, and looking forward to taking delivery soon.
0: Hi Kevin, thanks for calling and congratulations on your upcoming Model 3. Well, the price difference ends up being $5,000 between the long range with the acceleration boost and then the performance Model 3. That's a 5K gap. Unless you go with the 19-inch sport wheels on your long range, and then the difference between the two is only $3,500. Now, that difference in price gets you a 0-60 to 60 time that's still almost a second quicker Though uh, to be clear, the boost upgraded long range is no slouch. Plus the 20-inch wheels, the larger performance brakes with the that are you know, painted red, uh, the spoiler, and the aluminum pedals. Note that you will actually get less range on the 20-inch wheels as well. Uh, look at I'm I'm living proof. <laughs> spoken spoken from a 20-inch wheel Model Three owner. Uh, so you really are paying more for speed and cosmetics now that is what i wanted to do knowing that and knowing the trade-offs full well and i personally have zero regrets about doing it that's just what i wanted that's me it is at least for me it is a it is a heart-based decision uh more so than you know heart outweighing mind a little bit for me but uh because it really is more or less objectively more practical to go at the long range but the performance model I'll tell you this it is like owning your own roller coaster that you can tap into anytime you want and you're if you're if you're having a bad day you you if you're in a safe spot to do it you slam that pedal down and you get a smile on your face and you feel better so i have i have zero regrets about my car you're going to be in great shape either way but hopefully that, uh, that spiel there helps you make the decision one way or the other. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you to everybody who called in again. I welcome and invite your calls. I love this part of the podcast. It is fun for me. So you can call in in one of, uh, either of those two easy methods that I gave you at the top of this segment. Stick around for your pro tip of the week and more coming up right after this. Well, as I mentioned at the very top of the show this week, my car is at Immaculate Reflections. It is all about that paint protection film replacement. It saved me. I am so grateful and so thrilled for that. Uh, Anyway, one quick note, though, as I continue to wait on my zero G wheels, uh, it was pointed out in the Tesla community online, the zero G wheels are now available to choose for your in-car display. So if you'd like to select them, or at least even take a look at them uh, on what they would look like on a render of your car, your color car, you can go to the service menu and then choose wheel configuration and you will see zero G as one of the options in the dropdown there. I'm looking forward to hopefully getting mine fairly soon. Eventually, It'll, it'll come eventually. Anyway, uh, moving on. I've been doing the video game suggestions. I thought, you know what? Well, why don't I throw TV shows in too? Because it's all part of the the quarantine shelter-in-place experience. Not everybody plays video games, so maybe just mix it mix it up. You know, every now and again. So TV show wise, thought I would recommend an old favorite of mine. I mean, not old, but not exactly on the air right now but from about i guess what is this maybe like a 10 7 to 10 year old show now justified if you've never seen justified i think it was seven seasons it ran on fx originally and i'm not i'm actually i should have done the research i'm not sure which streaming network it's on right now but it is a really good show it's a timothy oliphant if you've seen deadwood i mean basically it was the show that he did after Deadwood, because, of course, Deadwood was criminally only two seasons. Um, But it is uh just a tremendous show. It's basically a modern-day Deadwood, and it's uh, it's on Hulu, by the way, so uh, just to answer that question. And it's really good, and the, the villain, Walton Goggins, plays the, his great main villain. He's really good, so check out Justified if you're curious. Not a family-friendly show, just to, as a fair warning, but... It is fantastic. Pro tip of the week time, let's go to Chris in Palo Alto. Go ahead, Chris. Hi Ryan, Chris from Palo Alto here. Thanks for keeping us up to date on everything Tesla. I recently had a friend get a Model Y and we discovered that the NEMA 14-50
4: pigtail that typically comes with the Model 3, or at least it used to, isn't included with the Model Y. Just wanted to pass this along to everybody in the community so when friends are getting their new vehicles or anybody else deciding to get a new car, to understand that it only comes with a 110 pigtail and they have to place an order for a $35 part from Tesla.
0: Thank you, Chris. I am counting that as a pro tip of the week because it is valuable information that any soon-to-be owner should know, I think. I'd like to give Tesla the benefit of the doubt on this one, but I'm not sure I can. I mean, it seems like a move to try and sell more wall connectors at $500 a pop. Although, maybe they have data on how many owners actually charge via NEMA 1450, because the charge rate and amperage is a pretty reliable indicator of which, you know, what plug, what outlet you're using. I mean, when I car, so my car, again, two years old. I got my car exactly two years ago this month. Mine came with the 110 uh, adapter. A NEMA 1450 adapter and a J 1772 adapter, which I have gotten good use out of at public charging stations. Ironically, the the one I've used the least is the 110. <laughs> I almost never, I've almost never used it. But I mean, I can understand the cost savings on Tesla's part, but it's still a bummer for new owners who don't plan on purchasing the wall connector thanks for calling in with that chris and if you've got a pro tip of the week something about your car that you have learned a shortcut a little easter egg uh, something of interest that maybe isn't obvious that's that you'd like to share with the ride the lightning audience i would love to hear it just send it in the same way you would send in a phone call and i gave you the instructions for that earlier in the podcast And with that, it is time to mention a few friends of the podcast, maybe uh, some stuff that could be beneficial to you with your car. I want to first mention abstractocean.com, coupon code RTLPODCAST at checkout to get 15% off of your first order. They've got the great center console wraps. They've got the tempered glass screen protectors. They've got the lighting kits, all kinds of good stuff. Just give it a look, abstractocean.com. Use that coupon code to get that discount off of your first order. Meanwhile, uh, Immaculate Reflections, that version three of the wireless charging pad charges even faster uh, and it's even grippier. It's a, it's a more premium, nicer material. They, they've actually kindly offered to send me one. So I'll be able to speak to it uh, more uh, more specifically and more more directly. So I'm looking forward to that. I've got the V2 and the V2 is great. So the V2 was a huge improvement over V1. So I'm eager to see the step to V3. They've also got that USB hub that adds some USB-C ports to your 3 or to your Y. So uh, if if you're in the market for either of those they're both kind of the thing where you buy it once for the life of the car and you're done and it's going to be beneficial to you for years and years. All I would kindly ask is that if you do want to purchase either one of those, please use my referral link because full transparency, they'll throw me a couple bucks from the sale. The URL to use is getjada.com slash R E F slash eight and jada is spelled j-e-d-a meanwhile my newest friends at livingtesla.com rtl that's the website to use there the snap plate for model 3 model y model x a front license plate bracket for people like me that hate front license plates it snaps on and off in seconds it's paint safe grill safe radiator safe and autopilot safe still works with autopilot it's easily removable or installable, depending on the situation. So check them out, livingtesla.com slash RTL. And then of course, uh, Pure Tesla, who I mentioned earlier, your one-stop shop, could not be easier, great product, uh, puretesla.com slash RTL on that as well. And that is the place to go if you wanna get the one-stop solution for the dash cam and sentry mode. It is a long-lasting solution. It's not USB, it's not, uh, or it is USB, but not. it's not reading and writing to USB memory. It's reading and writing to micro SD. That is the secret. So it's 128 gigabyte kit is uh, $49, 69 bucks if you want to step up to the 256 gig. So again, that's puretesla.com slash RTL. And finally... Who am I living out? Ah, of course, Immaculate Reflections. Jeff's got my car right now. And yes, I mentioned that I'm a a Ride the Lightning listener. And yes, I'm getting a little bit of a discount. So that is for real. I have tested it. It works. So whether you're in the market for, like me, paint protection film, or maybe you want to do paint correction, which, believe me, when you see it, you will see how beautiful paint correction can make a car Uh, Or maybe you want to do ceramic coating, which is basically a three to five year super wax. So any of that, all of that, get in touch if you're in the Bay Area or going to be in the Bay Area. Book in with Jeff at Immaculate Reflections. Use his website, irdetailing.com. And then finally, my Patreon, as I hope is obvious, I hope it comes across, I put a lot of time, a lot of love and enthusiasm, and a lot of research into this podcast as well and I would greatly sincerely appreciate your support if you are willing and able to do that it is totally optional there's no you know it's there's nothing locked behind a paywall about the show itself so if uh, if you do feel like you can and are willing to do that you can learn more on my patreon page which is patreon.com/tesla podcast patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. There are some perks on there, like early access or the monthly bonus episode or a few other things. So take a look. I would sincerely appreciate it. And finally, you can subscribe. That's totally free. That just means the podcast delivers to you automatically. You can subscribe on any of your favorite podcast services. You know the list. Just whatever your favorite one is, you'll find me on there including YouTube, even though, like I said, no video, but just search Ride the Lightning Tesla. You can find uh, my YouTube channel and subscribe. If you do your podcast listening, maybe on your desktop computer on YouTube. That will about wrap it up for me. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram, as I mentioned at the top of the show. I'm uh, DMC underscore Ryan on both of those platforms. You can email me anytime, teslapodcast at gmail.com. And I want to thank before I go, of course, thanking... The Patreon producers, these extra kind souls supporting me at the producer tier, which entitles them to, among other things, a producer credit here at the end of the show. Thank you to Pete White. George Cassiopo, David Brander, Jonathan Wales, Alexi Heft, Logan Willis, Robert, uh, excuse me, Robert Miracle, Jason Chalukas, Joe Edgel, Tim Hyde, Lawton from Chicago, Peter Chalet, David Vakil, Ulrich Lassa, Luke A, Eric Randolph, David Nondal, Jerry and Mary Smith, Lyle Austin, Joel Sapp, Dory and Steve Guberman, Daniel Grummer, Jeremy Tesla Owners Taiwan, Jeremy Harris, Rob Brewer. Ron Lee, John Cody, Matthew Wright, Charlie Gillespie, Kaz Barnes, Neil Weaver, David Perella, Sunil Joseph, Dennis Peake, Will Stedman, Evie Tricity UK, Stig Mickey Jensen, Jeff Anguin, Chase Cabanias, Richard Folkers, Matt Kalen, Trenton from Myrtle Beach, The Lydia Family, Michael Regal, Mark Eversoll, Ish. Ramy from teslaprotips.com, Chris Beach, Aaron Altschul, Steve Radspinner, Jared Brown, Jerome Strack, and Seth Capello. Thank you all sincerely for your support. That will wrap it up for me and a, oh yeah, a sleeping Daisy the Boxer Puppy. It is getting late. It is just about time for bed. I hope you all have a wonderful, healthy, and safe week. And I will see you again, of course, every Sunday, 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, Happy Electric Motoring.
7: I mean, I think a Tesla is the most fun thing you could possibly buy ever. That's what it's meant to be. Our goal is to make, it's, it's not exactly a car. It's actually a thing to maximize enjoyment. Mm. It's maximum fun.